Welcome to the Team Building Podcast, where you'll learn how to build a dominant real estate team in your market. Featuring masterminds with team leaders and mega agents, plus in-depth interviews with operations managers and marketing directors of some of the top teams in the country. You'll learn the latest methods to generate and convert leads, streamline your operations, recruit and train better agents, and raise your profit. And now, here's the latest Team Building Podcast. Hey everyone, this is Jeff Cohn again, bringing you another high impact episode of the Team Building Podcast, where we interview top team leaders and broker owners from across the country, just coming off family reunion in Dallas, and super excited to be introducing one of the top agents in the industry. He runs a team that does over a thousand unit sales a year. I know a lot of people that listen to this are aspiring to hit that goal at some point in their lives. Let's welcome Mr. Matt Curtis to the show. What's up, Matt? Thanks for having me, Jeff. I'm super excited. I'm a big fan of the show, so this is big for me. Thank you. Well, I sure appreciate you coming on. And I know we talked a little bit off record before jumping on here. And I don't know that our listeners know this, but that I'll let them into a little dirty secret after doing this podcast for now almost five years, having over 10,000 listeners. Um, we do not plan much before an episode. It's super authentic. So Matt and I were just kind of talking about what we want the content to be. And I always ask our uh, the people that we're interviewing what their superpowers are. And Matt has a flywheel analogy that we're going to spend our 25 minutes on today. And I think we just dive right in. But before doing so, we don't apologize for being awesome on our show. Matt, why should the listeners listen to you? What have you done so far in your career? Feel free to talk very openly about that. Yeah, really good question. So, you know, what our team's done, we've got an amazing team. We believe, you know, together everyone achieves more. So last year um, is the first year that we hit over a thousand sales, over a thousand closings. We had about 1,080 uh, closings last year. Team size currently is about 65 team members. Of that is about 35 agents. Um, we have been extremely blessed. We are a award-winning team. Um, as you can imagine, with that number of sales, we're top 50 in the nation in terms of real estate teams in the nation. Uh, expect to be, you know, somewhere around 20 or so uh, in the latest uh, Wall Street Journal rankings. Um, Inc. 5000 list, we've been on that list for the last three years, fastest growing companies in the U.S. Uh, then we've won a, a bunch of local awards as well. Um, you know, best place to work last year was a big one for us. Nice. Uh, won the Madison and also Huntsville Chamber of Commerce best business awards. Um, been ranked as one of the top real estate websites in the country for the last couple of years as well. All right. Well, now we need to know the URL. How do we get to it? Yeah. MattCurtisRealEstate.com. Okay. That's awesome. Do you know why they ended up ranking you both with the URL and all of those other accolades? What are some of the main reasons you feel like you guys have been given that success? Yeah, so we're, uh, I'm super nerdy. My background's actually in computer engineering. Uh, we've got a great website provider with uh, Morgan Carey over at Real Estate Webmasters. So we've spent a lot of time, energy, and dollars in terms of implementing the latest and greatest stuff on our website. Yep, and I've heard great things about them as well. That's Real Estate Webmasters. That's right. Yeah. Okay. Yep. Awesome. Yeah, out of Canada. Okay. So uh, what brokerage flag do you fly? Or are you your own indie brokerage? We're actually independent. You know, I got in the business, uh, started the team about seven or eight years ago. And at the time I was working with a builder and, um, you know, really great, for, great to me, but there were some things that I didn't feel comfortable with. So I was uh, branching out on my own and it was a time where the industry was actually in a dip in our local market. 
and there was a couple of franchises that were going under. So I wasn't going to go from one challenge, one problem to the next. And so I just started my own company. So it's an independent company called Matt Curtis Real Estate. Okay. So you're a brokerage. So where's the delineation? And this will be a good topic. And I was not planning on talking about it. It's been, it's been challenged to me because I ran Omaha's Elite Real Estate Group for eight years, which retired its jersey. And we now chose an Omaha to align with the KW brand and launched a market center. So we now are a brokerage as well. Yeah. But we still feel like a team because we're running our brokerage just like a team. But one of the challenges I had in terms of being able to compare how we were doing compared to other teams is when Steve Murray would put out the top 500, top 1,000 list in the Wall Street mm -hmm. Journal, he allowed indie brokers like yourself and now myself to report yeah. as a team if they ran like a team. So right. there's always some elusive delineation between what does running like a team mean? And I think this is a perfect segue into what this podcast episode is going to be all about. So I think yep. it's okay to report as a team if you are one. Most mm -hmm. traditional brokerages, if you would agree with me on this one, do not run like a team. The traditional broker puts a butt in a seat and that's pretty much it. So let's right. get into your business and how you've had so much success. You know, over a thousand units is incredible if you're a brokerage or if you're a team. So let's get into that a little bit. Yeah. So, you know, the, the term I like to use is teamerage. You know, we're a brokerage, but we're also a team. And, you know, the, the proof to me is in the pudding. 88% of the business comes from our direct influence in terms of marketing. So uh, only 12%, one out of eight transactions come from the agents. Um, so we definitely run as a team. We don't hire any outside agents um, that are not going to operate on the team. No part-timers, you know, strictly team agents. So you're saying that almost 90% of your company's deals are brokerage leads, brokerage Correct. opportunities created yeah, by the broker. You got it. Yeah. Website, wow. billboard, radio, you name it. Wow. And a lot of times elite real estate systems will teach that um, in an agent's first year, two thirds of their deals should come from those mediums. Their second year should be about a third from their sphere, a third from those mediums, a third from prospecting. And then into their third year and beyond, they should make sure over two thirds is coming from their sphere. So how do you speak to that with less than 10% yeah. of your brokerages deals? coming? You know, from I, I don't think there's necessarily a right or wrong answer. I think your model is great and obviously works. Um, yeah, for us, we have more leads than we can handle. And so we definitely want agents that are hungry to, to work those leads. Um, you know, we don't want agents, you know, giving up our leads to go work personal sphere. Um, you know, it's, it's a balance. If they have those leads, it's great. But that we don't want that to be the primary focus. Again, I don't think either model is right or wrong. I think they're just different yep. models. Yep. And what we've experienced is each agent will be better in one area than another. Um, and it's my belief from a leadership standpoint, we should empower our people to be the best versions of themselves. So the way you chose to build your model was obviously around the leads that you're able to create through all of these amazing systems that you've put into place. So let's start with that. I know our listeners are listening to that going, wow, they're pretty much surviving just off the mat. Curtis leads, which is impressive in and of itself. So would you mind sharing with our listeners where a majority of those leads are coming from? Yeah. Um, so a lot of, obviously, just like anybody else, a lot of web leads. Um, so website leads, uh, referrals, and we, we say referrals is a, a loose category. So that would be the agent referrals. That's referrals from the team itself or referrals from me. Um, we also count include in that Google reviews. Um, so if they're finding us off of a review, we consider that a referral. Um, and then we do a lot of mass media as well. Um, you know, radio, billboard, uh, billboard more than more so than radio. Um, we're starting to get into open houses. That has not been a big pillar for us in the past. Um, it's a, going to be a big pillar going forward. Um, and then sign calls. 
Uh, we have a couple different ways that, you know, leads are what we call relationships and can call us off of signs. Um, mm -hmm. So those are the, the major pillars for us. Okay. And I know with real estate webmasters, they do an amazing job with search engine optimization. So if anyone out there doesn't want to have to pay for leads, they would be the type of company you'd want to partner with. How, um, what percentage of the leads coming through the real estate webmaster site for you guys are you paying for, Matt, versus the ones that are coming in organically? Well, we, we've actually recently uh, kind of recalibrated on that. Um, we had uh, you know, real estate webmasters, we had other vendors as well doing PPC for us. We actually even mm -hmm. took PPC in-house. We even took Facebook advertising in-house. And what we found is we, we ran up against a wall in the ceiling. And so, you know, my concern was we were going to have to stop growing in our market because we just were not able to produce more leads. Um, wow. And so let the listeners know, what markets are you servicing? So I service Huntsville, Alabama. Okay. Uh, the northern part of Alabama. Um, so that's another lesson. So when I first got started in as a team, as a brokerage, uh, yeah, I was like this. I was listening to the podcasts and CDs and different things and reading books on, you know, what is everybody doing that's being successful? And the common denominator I found at the time was a company called Tiger Leads, Howard Tager. Um, and Back so in the got, day, man. This is like early it. 2000s. Yeah, old school. Yeah. Yep. So Howard had played a big, big impact on my life and, and the tra trajectory of our business. And um, so he got us successful. And, and long story short, as you know, uh, Howard sold his company a few years back. Um, I was listening to another podcast uh, a couple months ago and, and found out, and I, I knew he was in, back in the business with Lopo, but it, it made me want to reconnect with him. So long story short is Howard and I have reconnected. He's got this awesome business called Lopo now. Um, where we were maxing out, you know, three, 400 leads per month on uh, Facebook and PPC. He's been able to take us up to over a thousand leads per month in just those two categories alone. Um, and he's got uh, even higher run rate if we want to bump that up. So, you know, Howard, you know, took us from, you know, me, myself and I selling 50 homes a year to over a thousand, you know, last year. And he's going to help us get over to, you know, over 2000 over the next couple of years as well. All right. So it's very interesting. You're speaking to finding that point of diminishing returns. Um, I have yet to find that in Omaha. Uh, we're up to about 8,000 a month in ad spend, 6,000 for Google, 2000 for Facebook. Um, I always tell people you want to get to that point and then find more mediums. And that's right. one of the reasons, obviously we're teaching agents to generate leads, which you're doing open houses and doing those types of things too. So outside of the leads, obviously the brokerage is creating. So let's speak to that really quick. So you found that point of diminishing returns and needed to look for an alternative. Um, how much are you spending on average per registered lead? Yeah, good question. So, um, you know, I don't have the exact data in front of me with Howard. I can provide it in the show notes. It's something that we track through Salesforce. Okay. Um, I believe we're coming in at about 10 bucks per lead. Okay. That's exactly consistent with my number. So we're $10. We've been $10 for like the last eight years. And of course, anyone that follows the show knows how we break it down, but I'd be curious your breakdown. So we need 10 visits to 10 squeeze pages. And we use Boomtown currently for the CRM. And that's yeah. what we've used since 2011. Out of those 10 visits, we get one person to register. It's a dollar a click, $10 a lead. Out of the leads you generate right now, what is your average conversion ratio off of just the internet leads? Yeah, so we're in the process of recalibrating that. So everything used to go through our real estate webmaster site. So that was both organic traffic, PPC and Facebook. So mm -hmm. for last year, that was four and a half percent. It was, okay. you know, a little bit artificially high because of that organic 
yep. you know, side of it. Yep. Uh, we feel like once we break that out this year, uh, we're going to be able to get closer to the seven to ten percent range for organic, um, and then we're going to be around two to three percent off PPC and Facebook. Perfect. And I would agree 100% with that. So industry average, everyone listening, less than half of 1% on internet leads. But when you get into like a sphere lead, if, if Matt generates a lead of, of one of his past clients and reassigns it to one of the agents, that one's probably going to be 50% from the Matt list, right? So there's obviously a spectrum. Zillow leads convert at 10 to 15%. But if you're just talking raw internet leads, my experience has been half of a percent nationally. But if you're running a team, and we're going to get into the nuts and bolts now, but if you're running a team like Matt's and my own, you're going to expect about the two to 3% range. We been at 2% the last couple of years, but we found the more leads we generate to each individual person, the less of a conversion percentage. So that point of diminishing returns we found with lead placement is about 30 leads per month per agent. So let's start with lead distribution. How are you guys distributing those leads? You have about the same amount of agents I have. I have about 30 agents as well. So how does that look on your team? Are you giving them to a scrubber? Are you giving each agent a lead day? How, are you doing shark tank where you put them onto a bucket and whoever calls first gets the lead? Yeah, good question. A little bit of everything really. So it depends on the type of lead. So we break it up into three different types of leads. So the first one being what we would call a hand raiser. So that's somebody that emails us, off our website, we want to view this home. They call in the office off of the billboard ad. Um, so we treat those with higher care because those mm -hmm. are, like you said, typically one out of two convert. Um, and so we do have a lead router and, and they also audit, you know, each and every one of those leads. Uh, so real quick, I'm going to interrupt you a lot. So yeah. can anybody be the hand raiser team or do you pick your top converters to serve as the hand raiser lead receivers? Yeah, that's something that you've got to earn. Yep, I love it, okay. Um, so, so that's number one. Number two is what we call inbound calls. So that would be what we call our 24 seven or voice pack calls, basically our sign call leads. Mm -hmm. um, so they sign up for shifts. There's various shifts throughout the day, throughout the week and the weekend. Uh, we'll typically have at least three agents on per shift in the event that one person's on the phone with another. Matt Curtis, we're going to have a moment here with our listeners. Yeah. Are your agents fielding calls and scrubbing leads? Fielding calls and scrubbing leads, of course. Yeah, I love it. You know that most people think that their agent can't do it because the agent doesn't have the time to do it. And the mm -hmm. truth is the team leader hasn't taught the agent how to create time by time blocking. And the yeah. team leader isn't holding the agents accountable. And the team leader isn't training them on how to be strong on the call. I've always believed that the agent should do it. The only time the agent shouldn't do it is when the team leader is not doing all those things. And the dysfunction is hiring scrubbers. Sorry to all the businesses that offer scrubbers. You all know that dirty little truth as well. So man, we're revealing it all today. So yeah. thank you, Matt, for, for doing it the right way. Let yeah. me make one more point to that. Philosophically, the reason I believe the agent should do that is you're doing them a disservice by not allowing to teach them how to fail forward with the leads your broker just providing. So when they're at the dinner day with all their family and friends, they have no idea how to convert the lead because they've had a scrubber doing it for them for five years. So you're just empowering them to become better versions of themselves, which is awesome. Yeah, absolutely. You know, the other thing too is in, you know, price points like you and I are in, um, you know, there's just not that extra margin to hire an ISA. You, you know, when you hire an ISA, you got to pay a hot lower split and the numbers yep. just don't work. Where are you guys um, at? Well, I'm 220, average commission 6,000. Yeah, we're, um, we're about, last year was 220. We're probably going to get, or we're in an inclining market. We're going to be probably 235 or so this year. It's very similar. Uh, so very, very similar market. You know, the other issue too that you introduce is relationships begin to form with the ISA and it becomes harder on the handoff as well. 
Um, yeah. You know, I worked yeah. when I was in college. I worked as a telemarketer for a mortgage broker, and you know, I I experienced that. You know, there were issues where I was trying to hand off the lead to this mortgage broker, and they're like, "No, I want to still talk to Matt." You know, they had formed yep. that relationship, so that handoff becomes a little tricky as well. So I've, I'm asking Matt a lot of analytical questions. Of course, a lot of our listeners have heard me already speak to a lot of these things over the over the years. And we're using a company called Sisu, S-I-S-U dot C-O, to track everything for us analytically, both from an agent level, team level, and brokerage level as a whole. It also does gamification and leaderboards. So there's mm-hmm. my shameless plug. Do yeah. you know how long on average your leads had to incubate before they went under contract? Which this ties us in nicely to your point about the ISA building that rapport. People might be like, well, how, how do they build rapport? They just handed the lead off. But the dirty little truth on that is there's no lead handing off in most cases unless you have that hand raise. It's a long t- period of time. And I have the number for my team. I'm curious what yours is. Yeah, you know, that's, that's a good question. That's something I'm going to have to write down because that's not something that we're tracking. Um, yep. In general, it depends on the lead source, obviously. Hot leads, those are turning around quickly. Um, yep. And then, you know, you look at the YLOPO, the PPC Facebook leads, those are further down the, pi- the pipeline. The advantage of those are, you know, they're not, you're not converting with, they're not on uh, Zillow and all these other different websites yet. Yep. So you're getting an opportunity to talk to them before anybody else. Yep. Um, so a lot of those are converting, you know, six, nine months. Some of yep. them obviously convert two to three plus years. All right. So here we go. This is our average in eight years. We're tracking all of this in Excel until two years ago. It's in CSU. Six month incubation period, seven and a half months from the day they register to the day they go under contract before the agent ever makes money. And what we found that I think is fascinating is there is no delineation or difference between a lead that comes through from your sphere saying, Matt, we're kind of thinking about buying or selling or a lead that's forced to register from Craigslist, Facebook. The only delineation we've seen is when someone raises their hand and says, hey, I want to see a house today, those convert faster. But yeah. if it's just a normal, hey, we're kind of thinking, that's uh-huh. a seven and a half month relationship. So to your very point, it is, you win those leads by building value. We build value by sharing with them our buyer presentation or listing pres and assuming we can't get in front of them to do it. That's the drip email. People are always asking us, well, what's the long-term drip? The texts and the emails are all building the value of what we're going to offer for representing on the buy or what we're going to offer for representing on the sell. How do you build value over that six to eight month period? Which you nailed it. That's exactly what you said. Six yeah. to nine so months. Money, yeah, money's in the follow-up. Um, and so what we do, so we talked about the three different categories. So the other categories, you know, those website leads, and so what we do is we, we've created a, a lead grabber system. And so each agent's able to grab a certain number of leads based on the category each and every day. And then there's some logic in there. They can't have a certain number of overdue tasks and they can only have a certain number of leads. And so the agent's really been in control. You know, they can say, okay, I can handle two more leads today or, you know, I need yep. to take a break for a couple of days. What's they, the number? I'm interrupting you again. What's the number of all active leads that you allow each of your agents to have in their database? It really depends on the agent. In general, we keep that between 100 to 150. Um, you know, same, some agents same exact number. Yeah. Yeah. And you got an agent that can go to 200. They're an anomaly. They're using Mojo Dialer. And then you've got an agent that probably should have less than 10. So oh, yeah. it just depends. But the average I see is 100, 150. And that actually Boomtown put something out a couple of years ago on best practices. And that's the exact same thing that they would say. And everyone's thinking 150 leads. How can you do that? Well, when you're generating a ton of internet leads, mm-hmm. it's all about long-term follow-up. So what I experience is if you put 300 people, they'll just confer half as many than if you put 150 because they're taking the same amount of time and spreading it across twice as many people and getting the same results. 
So the point yep. of diminishing returns with all active category, we've experienced is the exact same number, about 100 to 150. Let's yep. get into that relationship stuff. I think to win in the next 10 years, to really separate ourselves, it's gonna be in the value. Anyone can go to a website, anyone can find info online now. What's the relationship look like? What are you guys doing to build the, getting them to know you, like you, trust you, so that in the end they pick Matt Curtis and your agents to choose to buy and or to sell a house? Yeah, you know, we, we were talking, you know, before the show, talking about that flywheel. Um, so part of that is speed to lead. You know, you've got to earn that trust. Um, so once you've, you've connected with the lead, what we call a relationship, it's, we, we say it's five-star service. You know, whether you have a $100,000 home or a million-dollar home, every single Same home experience. deserves that five-star service. Wow, you know? we get along really well. It's funny, Matt's disc, I'm guessing you're a DC. You, you have told it. me you're an operator before. I'm a DI, but I think that you and I would really connect on the C attribute. I've had to teach myself to be a C, and I think yeah. we could nerd out a lot. I think you told me, Matt said, I'm kind of nerdy. I come from an operational background. Well, guess what? A lot of really successful people are pretty nerdy, and they're really good at doing simple things over long periods of time and tracking it. You guys are doing an amazing job. So talk more to your flywheel. Yeah, so we talked about you know speed to lead, getting the review. You know, The other thing that we found about with reviews is um, you know, once you've put your word out as a recommendation, those clients start to send you more referrals as well. Mm. So speed the lead. You said, start. let me get into these things too, man. Speed the lead. How long does your agent have? The lead comes in. How quickly does that lead expect to be contacted? Within five minutes. All right, perfect. I say faster, guys. I'd say 10 seconds. The second yeah. the lead comes, it needs to be called. Oh. Obviously, you have to have an expectation. 60 seconds, 120 seconds. The problem is we don't want them to move on to something else. And there's a good chance we track how much time each person stays on our website. It's two minutes and 30 seconds, the average person. So if you're not there within 2.30 on average, you're going to lose them all together because they've moved on to the next thing. Exactly. Exactly. And you've got a 90% probability if you try to call them six times. But if you call them within the first 60 seconds, like you said, you're yep. being more efficient. You've got them the first time. And you're also more likely to convert them as well. So after they go under contract, after they give us that five-star review, after we've provided five-star service, then they go into become what we consider the MCRE family. Um, and so that's where we just, you know, love our clients. We don't believe in closing gifts because that's like a, a finale. That's, hey, it was great working with you. We'll never see you again. No, yeah, you're closing. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. The word closing, huh? Closing mm -hmm. makes you feel like you shut the book. Exactly. We shouldn't call it a closing. We should call it a continuance. Mm -hmm. This will be a continuance of our relationship. But you I love the sentiment. What I always say is if we're in the customer service business, what other customer service businesses are giving gifts at closing? When I'm done getting my massage, I don't get a gift. When I go to my doctor, my dentist, my, actually my dentist gives me a toothbrush. toothbrush. But for most places you go, you're not getting a gift. It doesn't even make sense. And what it tells me, we're telling them, is that they paid us too much and mm -hmm. we feel guilty about it. So here's a $100 gift card. Right. I don't think the gifts needed and I don't think they expect it. They expect the service. The service yeah. is what's going to get you a referral, not the widget that sits on their, in their drawer somewhere. Yeah, exactly. So to us, it's more important, you know, what do families do? Families get together and celebrate throughout the year. You celebrate birthdays. So you know, every year for every member of that family, we're going to send them a, a ice cream gift card on their birthday. Um, where so that's are you sending one. it to? What, what ice cream place? Uh, it's a local place. Okay, that's cool. So yeah. find something neat and local. And I think that's great. You know, yeah. send out cards in the past. A lot of people use them to do the birthday thing, you do an anniversary or the anniversary yeah. date of their, the closing on their house. Mm -hmm. Anything the listeners want to do, constant contact, staying in, you know, stay in front of people, top of mind and letting them know you're, that they mean something to you. 
too yeah. often we have that closing and we never call again. We never text again. We never email again. So we have yeah. a 10 year drip email. They get trips and texts just checking in with them all automated. Hey, just checking in. How are things going? So that yeah. we do stay top of mind for them. And then another great service and I get nothing for this is HomeBot. I don't know if you guys have used them at all, but essentially it gives each person that's bought with you customized information um, mm -hmm. specific to their house and they yeah. get it every 30 days. So yeah. HomeBot.com, super inexpensive. That's, that's an amazing technology. Yeah, the, the technology didn't work in terms of numbers here locally, but once it mm -hmm. comes up to speed, we'll, we'll definitely use it as well. Oh, that's the, the dollar amounts. In, in my market, it's great. So test your market and go check it out, you guys. You can sign up on my website. If you go to kwelite.com, click on resources, scroll to the bottom. It works anywhere in the country when someone signs up on your site. So go sign up your address and see if you think the content's accurate. And if it is, you should sign up. 25 bucks a month and then your lender pays 200 and it's, it's a no-brainer. Let me say one more thing. So today's focus, we've been talking a little bit about lead gen and lead conversion. This month's topic with Elite Real Estate Systems is all on lead conversion. So a whole four hours of content over a month period on lead conversion. We go down the rabbit hole. We give you an hour of content and 30 minutes of Q&A. That product is $1,000 a month to be able to join a group team leader call with individuals that think at a high level like Matt Curtis. So the types of questions that come out of that group, the type of advice and masterminding that we're able to do is gonna take your business to the next level. So to learn more about that and or to set up a demo call, you can go to ersdemocall.com for a 45 minute free consultation. And then you can also go to eliterealestatesystems.com to be able to sign up for a free week and to be able to test it out. Another thing is if you felt like this episode has been valuable to you and or any other previous episodes, please go out to iTunes. Our goal is to get to a thousand reviews. We're at 113 the last time I checked. So please go out and rate us, give us five stars and give a shout out to Matt for the excellent job he's done so far on the podcast today. Matt, one more item from the spin wheel. I know there's probably lots of rabbit holes you and I would enjoy going down and our listeners would enjoy hearing. So why don't you share with us one final item that you want to talk about yeah so it, you know starting off that that flywheel you know it all to me starts with stuff like this it's all starts with personal development you know i learned a long time ago that you can double your income every two years by reading or studying a, a, an hour a day in your chosen profession so becoming that doer and then also applying so you know real estate podcasts like this uh, the training program that you offer uh books um, you know, that to me is, is my secret sauce. And that's how I've been able to double my income every couple of years. And when I slow down, that's when the business flatlined. Yep. Uh, when I, I started up again, that's where we've, you know, had that exponential growth going forward. Have you ever heard of the quote? And I, I've asked a million people where this came from. I swear I read it. Maybe I invented it in my sleep, but it says the quote is something like the difference between you and me are the people we meet and the books that we read. And I've added the podcast that we listen to, but I couldn't agree more. And I love your one hour every day, which is about 10% of your time. And it should also be your money. So go to conferences, spend money. Don't just go to real estate conferences, go to tech conferences, go to leadership conferences, invest in yourself and you can have some fun along the way. Um, I've been to over a hundred brick and mortar offices, brokerages and teams to learn and I'm constantly learning. And if you don't, those around you will level up to your level and you'll no longer be able to provide them leadership and they'll leave you. So the best way to retain talent is to always be able to provide talent or sorry, um, leadership to that talent. And you only can do that by leveling up yourself. I think that was awesome. I'd never heard your income would double though. You said yeah. every two years, if you reinvest one hour a day, five days a week into yourself. So that's yeah, awesome. Exactly. And so obviously podcasts like this, and we've recently launched a podcast as well, double your real estate sales. So if you like you know, the conversation that we've had, that's another way to uh, get to that one hour a day. How do we find that? Where are you? Uh, iTunes.
Yeah, we're okay. on iTunes, all the Spotify, everything else. We'll be launching on YouTube soon as well. Double your real estate sales. And if you're watching on YouTube right now, you'll see right behind him. Move your head. There is this beautiful picture and that is your podcast. So look at us, twinsies. We're very similar in a lot of ways, Matt. This has been an awesome episode. I agree with you on everything and I don't say that very often. So that was really fun to be able to align um, our businesses and I'd like to continue the dialogue. I'd also love to be a guest on your show. So for anyone again um, that's found value in this, please go out and review us, both of our podcasts. Um, Give us five stars and give us a little shout out of what you thought was the most valuable. Also, we're gonna be hosting workshops every other month in Omaha. We have one coming up at the end of March and the end of May. And then we also host our two-day team building summit this summer, July 12th through the 14th. The difference is the workshops, a deep dive into my team. The summit's more of a deep dive into eight or nine other teams, subject matter experts who've implemented our systems and have had great results. So you can check out all the information about that in growwithers.com growwithers.com would love to have anyone and everyone listening to come check out those events. And I'm not a sellout event, meaning I only have vendors that I'm actually using who I've proved um, that they work. And I also will be physically present for the entire event. Anything you come to, you're going to spend the day with me and my entire staff. I've gone to too many events where you see the main person on stage for 10 minutes and then the rest of the time it's their people. I'm the people, I'll be there. I'm gonna be amongst everyone else that attends. So please make a a goal, anyone listening to come and check out one of those events. And Matt, you yourself, I'd love to have you out to one of those events as well. Awesome, sounds great. All right, thanks again, Matt. That was an awesome podcast episode. Appreciate you being on today. Yeah, thanks, Jeff. All right, bye-bye.